You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard exclusively here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. We're broadcasting live from their beautiful facilities here at the Tech Space offices in Costa Mesa, California. If you're listening to this show in the future as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. Our radio show is brought to you by our advertising sponsors, Decision Toolbox, Succession Strategies, Smart Business Magazine, and Smart Stop Self-Storage. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs and business owners and entrepreneurs, to make better and more informed business decisions. How do we do that? By interviewing your peers, other business owners, CEOs, and entrepreneurs who have a story to share and lessons learned. It is my great pleasure to welcome our first guest to the program today, and we do have two, Neil Perlmutter, who is the owner of the Pizza Studio. Neil, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Rick, thanks a lot for having me. It's uh, it's great to be here. It's great to have you. Let's start by asking you to talk a little bit about your professional background. What did you do before you bought the franchise and opened your first restaurant? Sure. I have a very uh, varied uh, career path, I guess you'd call it. Uh, my dream when I was in college was to work in sports business. So my first job after attending Duke was working with the Los Angeles Kings in sports marketing mm. uh, for about a year and a half. And then I wanted to get into consulting and I worked in the real estate sector. My family has long been in the real estate business. So I got my feet wet in real estate consulting uh, here in Orange County, actually. And then after that, I went to business school. I finished business school and and my most recent job prior to launching with the Pizza Studio was with a social media marketing platform in Venice Beach called Promo Jam. And I was the head of sales for them for uh, about a year and a half. That's a lot of different things in a short amount of time, isn't it? It, well, it, it is a lot of different things. You know, I'm, I'm a, a person that looks for uh, things that I'm passionate right. uh, about. And uh, if the passion isn't there anymore, it's time to move on and do the next thing. And I think with this, uh, the current business that I'm in, the franchise business, there's going to be a lot of growth occurring uh, over the next few years. And I think it's going to definitely keep me passionate uh, for the foreseeable future. Great. Well, let's talk about your the reason why I have you here is because I'm interested in understanding the concept behind the pizza studio. I'm also interested in understanding kind of the business and then you as an entrepreneur who bought this franchise and opened your restaurant, kind of your experience there. So let's start with the concept. Can you explain the concept behind the pizza studio? Absolutely. The easiest way to understand it, the way we explain it is it's like Chipotle for pizza in essence, as far as how the operation works. So the guest comes into the restaurant. One unique feature about our pizza is that we have four different crusts. So you start off by choosing your crust, kind of like it's Subway, how you choose the type of bread. Right. And then you walk down the line and we have over 30 fresh toppings. You can select which toppings you want on your pizza. You create it with your own sauces, cheeses, veggies, meats, and then you take that pizza. Our staff um, our staff is helping you along at each step. Okay. Uh, and then we put the pizza in the oven. It cooks for about two minutes in a conveyor belt oven, and you're ready to go. So oftentimes, by the time your pizza's gone into the oven and you've paid, your pizza will be ready for you on the other side. Piping hot and fresh. Huh? Piping hot and fresh. Wow. How did you discover this concept and decide that this was the right investment for you to make as an entrepreneur? So when I was in business school, I started to really investigate the franchise world. Uh, I wanted something where uh, I could find an existing business model that had worked for other people. And obviously, there are millions upon millions of franchisees around the world. And I spent, like I said, I dabbled in the, in the tech space. But even while I was there, my heart was always kind of pulling me towards the franchise space. Okay. So I spent a lot of time researching and talking to people within the industry who had had success, as well as some people who didn't have success, and asking them what they liked about the franchise space and particularly particularly with food and you know either what led to their success or what led to their failure the main thing that i took away from these interviews was number 1 you have to do it at scale if you're going to open one restaurant you're basically buying yourself a job right. so let's open a bunch of restaurants let's find a concept that we believe in and then, you know, number two is you need to be uh, hands-on, especially early on. And once you get your organizational structure in place, these restaurants will start to run themselves, as, you know, 
that being said, you're constantly in touch with your managers and your team and making sure right. that they're following the franchise model. So you, you didn't have any previous restaurant experience as far as running them. Maybe you worked in them in school or something, but you were no, weren't an owner or manager. I was not when my when I was 16 years old. My dad invested in a Ben and Jerry's franchise. Nice. Uh, that lasted about six months. <laughs> he kind of uh, took the the path of most resistance, which was being in the store 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. as opposed to hiring a manager, a capable, competent manager who could run the store, so he could actually go home and spend time with his family. So from the get go, I've taken the approach of uh, I hired a, ge- a general manager with a lot of experience with nine years of experience from day one and I'm hoping that that GM is going to help me develop over time as we uh, grow into uh, to multiple stores and your store has been open how long we opened on October 2nd so this is our two-month anniversary oh, today congratulations yeah. and you're gracing our presence here and that's exciting. Yeah. Just let me ask, in a general sense, our engineer wants to know why you didn't bring him any pizza, but that's neither here nor there. Because <laughs> you have to make your own, and he didn't know what you wanted. Next time. How has the reception been for your restaurant? And it's a new restaurant in that location. Has it met your expectations, exceeded it? Is it developing? Give us it's, a sense. It's really exceeded my expectations. We were really fortunate with the location that we found. We are in a spot with Starbucks, Chipotle, Jersey Mike's, and The Habit just opened. So when we opened, many of those tenants were already open, okay. and people were already flocking to this uh, retail center, and we've benefited from that. So we've exceeded my expectations from day one as far as sales numbers and you know the feedback that we've gotten. And can you give us the physical address? Sure. The physical address is 5970 Orange Thorpe Avenue in the city of Buena Park. And how much time did you spend researching the location? I hear in real estate and restaurants, location, location, location. How did you come about to choose that space? Sure. There's a really useful tool online called LoopNet where many property owners list their uh, their vacancies. And I found this location on LoopNet. I called the broker myself. And then, you know, I went out and checked it out, confirmed that the space was still available. And from there, I brought my team in, which is uh, my father who has been in the real estate business for a long time. Um, our family's actually in the shopping center business. So he has well, a lot of advantage. He has a lot of experience in identifying an, yeah. an A location. Right. And then I brought the team out from corporate. Um, the two founders came out. They checked out the site, also gave their blessing on it. And then uh, we dove into negotiations. So that's another advantage of being a part of a franchise system is you have people like that who can come on and give you their advice and be a partner with you in making that decision to some degree. Exactly. In addition, I currently have added a, a tenant rep broker on my side. So every time, um, well, if I find a space, he helps me with the space and negotiates for me with the landlord. And also he brings me other locations because I did sign up to do, to build 10 stores. Wow. So I'm constantly looking for new locations to, to build. So the combination of, of um, my tenant rep broker, my family helping me out, and the franchisor being um, very uh, proactive in helping me find real estate. Right. That combination has been, you know, extremely useful. It's great to have a brain trust, isn't it? A mastermind group that can help you to kind of go through some of these big decisions. And it sounds like you have a great group to help you relative to the selection of sites, which is critically important to a restaurant success, especially in the early startup phase of it, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the lease uh, negotiation and having the the CEO who's done this hundreds of times with other brands right and he's building this brand from uh you know from the ground up and he's more than willing to look at my lease and give me comments and make sure that we get a good deal done uh, from the get-go we have about two minutes till our first commercial break but i wanted to ask you if you could share with us kind of of all that you've learned in your various uh jobs and experiences in your career and now owning your own restaurant you know do you have a guiding principle an overarching belief system that you're using as your growing the pizza studio here in Orange County? Yeah, um, I do have a guiding principle, and I think it's really to treat um, the people around you the way that you want to be treated. I know it sounds uh, very uh, basic. I've but, heard it before. It's a good one. <laughs> but with uh, I'm working with a lot of young people, so our staff is mainly high school and college students, and I know that for some of them, the restaurant industry is a career. For others, the restaurant industry is a way for them to get a paycheck so they can pay the rent or to go shopping, or to have spending money. So I tell them from the beginning when we hire them, you know what, why you've taken this job, and my goal is that 
we help you achieve your, you know, your goal. Okay. So when you're ready to move on and you want to leave the pizza studio and go work for a bigger company or you get a better opportunity, I'm going to support you. Hmm. I'm not going to hold it against you that you're leaving us. If you have something bigger and better that you can do, I want to help you achieve your goal. Hopefully the philosophies and the strategies that we have in our restaurant are going to help them for their next job. Well, that's excellent because uh, it is a transient job in that way because you do hire a lot of uh, kids that are looking for mad money, et cetera. So that, that's a beautiful and a responsible summer saving for college, et cetera. So that's great that you're able to hire them and secondly, give them a an easy out so that they feel like they're first. It's always great in my experience for young people to work for a good employer. You ought to work for a good employer so you know what it's like to work for a good company early in your career so you don't work for bad companies too long. Sounds like you're a good employer, Neil. All right, we're going to take our first commercial break. Uh, we're talking with Neil Perlmutter, and he is the owner of the Pizza Studio here in Orange County. With more to come, we're going to be talking about those other stores he's planning to open a little bit later in the interview. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsor. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. I got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped and took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sink. With Smart Stop, I leave the stress at the door. This is the smarter way to store. Smart Stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart Stop, the smarter way to store. Welcome back to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. In the past 30 days, you've downloaded over 12,000 episodes of our radio program. We here at the radio show do appreciate your continued support. All shows can be heard live here on Internet Radio Station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, I'm talking with Neil Perlmutter. He is the owner of the Pizza Studio here in Orange County, one of many to come. I wanted to ask you, kind of again, think back to when you were making the decision, doing it yourself, buying a franchise. Help those entrepreneurs out there who may be trying to make that decision as well, Neil. What was the logic that you used that led you to saying the franchise model for me is a better decision than going it alone? So prior to signing up with the pizza studio, I was working with uh, Promo Jam, as I mentioned before, a social media technology company, and we had to build this thing from scratch. And I saw a lot of the pain and the hardship that goes along with building a company from scratch. So with the franchise model, what's great about it is I have experienced leaders. So Ron Biskin, our CEO, he's been in the business for 25 years. Samit Varma, the co-founder, um, he has been uh, in venture capital. Prior to this, so he's also helped a number of small businesses become big businesses. So the two of them combined to build the recipe for the pizza studio. And I'd seen the success of their USC location, which was the first one that had ever opened. And I'd also studied a number of our competitors in the space. So I knew that the pizza studio had what it took to be successful. And with uh, the franchise model, they give you all of the tools, all of the operation guides, the training that's going to be necessary to train your staff, the architecture for the stores, all of the things that took them years and years to develop, not to mention the pizza recipe itself, the 
the recipes for the dough, which they tested over and over and over again and spent thousands upon thousands of dollars testing, that all became mine when I signed up as a franchisee. I was looking for an opportunity that eliminated some of the risk of going out on your own and starting your own business, especially in the restaurant space, which was new to me, and the franchise model seemed to, to fit the bill. Did you look at other franchisors as well as the one that you selected? I looked at a number of different franchisors in a number of different spaces. I was very close to signing up with a sandwich concept called Witch Witch. Um, they have some stores opening up in Orange County. And what was really critical to me, uh, in addition to the fact that the unit economics made sense, was that in order to be able to open at scale, I wanted to have a territory. So I am the franchisee for North Orange County for the oh, okay. pizza studio. Great. And I'll be opening, as we as we mentioned before, 10 stores over the next five years. And because I have that territory, I have protection. That's nice. So, so other people can't jump into my territory and open a store as long as I am opening at the appropriate clip. Right. Um, and on top of that, uh, you know, I can plan out where I'm going to open up the stores and when. Excellent. That, those are great reasons. And um, not everyone that's listening is a CEO and business owner. Some of them are planning to be CEOs and business owners. And your advice and experience can be very, very beneficial. Okay, so we've talked about the, the good ideas and the positive power of being in a franchise system. Uh, independent of that, just starting a new business two months in, celebrating your anniversary here on the radio program. Can you think about a current challenge that you're facing right now and your ideas for mitigating or not letting that challenge affect your growth plans? Yeah, so we have been training our employees since day one. So we hired about 30 people from day one. If I had to do it over, we'd have, we would have hired 35 or 40 because as with any new restaurant, there's attrition. And we lost probably five to ten of those employees within the first two weeks because they showed up on day one and realized it wasn't for them and they didn't show up on day two. <laughs> So what we, we had a great training program. We trained them for several days and then we opened to the public. But beyond that, we started to add new employees. And when the new employees came in, they didn't have quite the depth of training that the initial employees had. So really what we're striving for is consistency, consistency with the pizza, consistency with the guest experience, consistency with the portioning, because the portioning, for example, affects the food costs. Consistency with their training will make them more efficient and will affect labor cost. And then and consistency with the guest experience. So everybody that comes in the doors of the pizza studio in Buena Park says, wow, that was a great customer experience. I love the staff, and I want to come back. Right, especially for a new restaurant. Right? First impressions, I would think, are critical. So what we're actually doing, uh, believe it or not, this week, we're having two training sessions for our staff. They can attend either one in the morning or one in the afternoon, but it's mandatory for them to attend one of them. And we're going to retrain them on a lot of the finer points hmm. uh, of our day-to-day -day operation, uh, how they should be portioning, um, how they should be greeting the guests, things like that. Excellent. That's, again, ring the gong there, Mr. Engineer. I love these teachable moments, and you gave us another one, and I appreciate that. The lessons that you sometimes can only learn from doing it, right? Unless you hear somebody like you goes, okay, I won't make that mistake, right? Well, I think uh, a lot of restaurants, they might have the tendency to do their initial training, and then training stops, and... I read up on a lot about the restaurant industry, and one thing that is essential is continuous training. So you give them their initial training, uh, you overload them with a 1,000 details, and probably 800 of those details go out the window. Right. They might keep the top 200, but there's a lot of other details that need to be reinforced on a regular basis. We have about five minutes left here on the show, and I, we could spend the rest of the five minutes talking about this because employees are so important regardless of the business that you're in, but certainly in a public-facing business like the restaurant business, your employees and how they treat the customers are critical to your brand. Tell me about growth. I, you've teased us a couple times. You have North Orange County. You've got plans to go from 1 to 10. But just from an entrepreneur, talk to the business owners out there about how you see scaling your business to its full potential of 10 stores here in North Orange County. Sure. Well, the first store, they say, is the toughest, and I truly believe that because with this store, we brought in all new employees. We did have corporate trainers who came in and helped get us open and do the pre-training and the post-training after we open. But now for the second store, we'll have experienced employees. So let's say our second location is in Fullerton, for example. We would be able to take employees from the Buena Park location and tell them, hey, we want you to help with who's excited about helping us open store number two. Okay. We want you to be involved in a two-week training session with the new employees over there, and we can send experienced veterans who've been under the line of fire during a lunch rush when you've got a line out the door and how you're going to fight through that and 
help train the new Fullerton staff on how to, how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So s- store number two should be a lot easier than store number one because we're going to have experienced players who can help train that staff. Uh, also, our manager, uh, Anthony, who you guys can meet if you ever go over to the stories there, you know, five days a week. Okay. And he's very personable. And, you know, Anthony, he'd been with Del Taco and Buffalo Wild Wings before this. And now this was his first pizza studio. Well, the second store will be a second pizza studio, and it, it will more or less be old hat for him because he's done it before, and he's built one of these from scratch. Hmm. So you're expecting him to stay with you for a while then? I'm definitely expecting uh, him to stay with me for a while. I looked for a general manager who has the desire and the passion in the industry uh, to help grow with me as I grow. I'm, you know, my expectation is that Anthony's going to be with me as we grow from store one to store five to store 10. And he'll help me put in place the infrastructure necessary to, uh, to get there. You know, we had Steel Platt here on the radio show. Steel was the founder of Yard House Restaurants. And one of the things that he talked about on his interview with us is that, and when I met him in his offices, many of the original people that he hired for his first yard house in Long Beach are still with the company. Uh, one was the president. I think it was his first bartender. And, the, you know, the, the first manager was still with him. And I and I counsel everyone starting a business, if you can find a couple career-minded people to go with you on that growth path, it seems to me to make a lot of sense to smooth out some of the, the challenges that you're going to face anyway in scale to have that legacy of people that have been with you from the beginning. One of my mentors in the business told me that the reason why he's been really successful and why he's been able to maintain employees is because they all know that they're continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. So I told my team from day one, we're starting with one store, but we're heading towards 10. And if you want to come along for this ride, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. So that's what I'm hoping is that we have employees that start off as cashiers and one day they'll become assistant managers and managers and then perhaps regional managers and so on and so forth. Well, this has been a kick in the pants. Uh, that's a technical term here on radio, meaning I've been really enjoyed learning from you. And how do people find you online? What's your website? Our website for the restaurant is uh, pizzastudio.com. Simple enough. Right. And they can also find us on Facebook. If they want to connect with me personally, uh-huh. they can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, Neil, N-E-A-L, Perlmutter. It's a mouthful. P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R. And I'd uh, be opening to answer any questions they have. Well, thank you for being on our program. Continued success. We're going to have you back at different intervals as you grow this brand here in Orange County. And thank you for being a wonderful guest. I've enjoyed it today. Thanks so much for having me. The pleasure has been mine. And uh, hopefully some of you will come out and uh, try some great pizza. Absolutely, we will. All right. We're going to be right back after this commercial timeout with our second guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? 
the golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rika's Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to the show to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. Last month, we delivered over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions. To learn more, contact our advertising department at 949 887 4104. All right, our second guest is here in the studio. Raj Kassar, who is the founder of the Boutique Real Estate Group, is sitting in the chair. Raj, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Share with our audience your professional experience that kind of led up to your current gig at the Boutique Real Estate Group. Will do. Well, my, my path has been typical yet atypical at the same time. Went to college studying to be a doctor, actually. So majored in biology, went on to medical school, did three years of medical school, basically had a change of heart. Um, then had a friend who said, hey, you'd be great in the pharmaceutical industry. So went into that. But that's, you know, that was a great experience for sales and marketing and really connecting with people right. um, in and out every day. But in that, I felt like I wanted to do something else. And there was something else for me, and I kind of hit a cap. So through the experience of selling our first home, Personally. Personally. Okay. Yeah, hiring an agent, going through that. I knew there was a better way to do it, and I felt like I had some answers there. So that's what kind of got my foot in the door in real estate. That is so cool. That from selling your home, you thought you could uh, be a disruptive technology or a disruptive force in the industry. Wow. That's exactly it. All right. So let's talk about the disruptive force in the industry, oh, which, talk which you branded the Boutique Real Estate Group. That's right. Uh, let's talk about your vision, what makes the firm different, what people would see when they experience working with you. Just take us through your vision for your firm. I appreciate that. Yeah, let's let's start. We, we've done two things. We've done thing one, one, the first with our agents themselves. We created an experience for our agents, which is different than, you know, most big box brokerages in Orange County and across the country. What we've done is we've digitized the real estate experience. So the way people find our agents and us starts digitally now. It's completely different than it used to be 5, 10, 15 years ago. So one, we've created a path digitally for our agents. Two, we've created an experience for our clients, which is completely different than what you think. So if you took a step back and thought about your last real estate experience, yes, we it is not like that when you call us up at the Boutique Real Estate Group. It's completely different. In what way? It, it's different, again, digitally, the entire process. So the way that client or that consumer finds us online, 90% find us online. Okay. Okay. So from that process, you will not be grabbing a pen or a piece of paper the entire process. We've completely digitized that in the sense that everything's email or electronic Okay. Um, the whole way through. So not only with our clients, you'll never be running to a fax machine, uh, to a printer to print something out, Good. to sign it, Good. to find a fax machine, I'll to fax, fax machine. or scan it, right? Yeah. Yeah. A and send it on. That, that will never happen. But the marketing, which the marketing is really truly where we set ourselves apart. And we're doing things that other people are just literally scratching their heads, wondering how we do it. So I knew early on, and, and I got really busy in real estate early on. I mean, a week after I had my license, I was in escrow with a client. Wow. I mean, that's just how it happened. And I knew that I could not do this process on my own. Okay. I truly needed a team. And one of my first hires was a graphic designer who's still with me to this day. So that was the first thing that I knew there was a design I wanted it to look a certain way. And everything I saw out there, 
did not look how I wanted it to look. Are you referring to the website? The, not just website, but of the homes or you know print and paper and the way things looked online. I wanted it to look like it came out of a magazine. Okay. Not like it came okay, out so of Okay, so that's your vision. Yeah, not like it came out of the real estate section of the local paper. <laughs> that's not what I wanted. Okay. So my first hire was a graphic designer who's still with me to this day. Okay? But then number 2, I was getting so busy I knew I couldn't do it by myself and I couldn't clone myself and be in at five different homes at the same time, so then the next hire was an assistant. Then after that, social media. I mean, that was the epiphany for our business's social media. There's an art to social and we learned that early on okay. with our team. There's definitely an art to do this and you won't really see us saying we just listed this home or I'm the number one agent in XYZ city. You will never ever hear us say that online. Why? Because people don't want to be sold to. No they don't. But they want to buy every day. <laughs> That's the point. Ding, so ding. they don't want to be yeah. you got to pull at heartstrings and you got to pull at people's emotions and that what makes us different. So we took the key components of that real estate transaction, especially on the listing side, and brought it all in-house. So from videography and cinematographers in-house, we own all our own video equipment. So from the lights, the lenses, the cameras, the stands, the sliders, the glides, everything we own ourselves. Oh. That's number one. Number two. That's a big investment. Huge investment. Number two, we brought in our graphic designer. So he's in-house. He just works for us and only us. So we're controlling the brand and how it looks. So no matter if you're a brand new agent or you've been in the business 10 years, you sign on with the boutique real estate group, you're going to have an immediate footprint in regards to branding. Our stuff looks a certain way. Okay. Number two. Number three, staging and interior design. We have full-time on our staff an interior designer stager. We stage every single listing. Regardless if it's the most beautiful home in Orange County, it's going to get touched by us some way and somehow. Interesting. Awesome. Number four, social media, right? Yeah. That's my light bulb. We've brought social media in-house. Our team manages our content daily. So if something's going on in Orange County and people want to know about it, you could probably find it on our Facebook page. And we don't just talk real estate. Okay. Yeah, it's not just real estate because, again, people don't want to be sold to. You want to pull at heartstrings, you want to pull at emotions, and that's what we've done socially. But then next, the technology. So we talked about social and interior design and staging and videos, but the technology. So we have our own CTO. I mean, how many real estate agents could actually come to you and say, hey, Richard, we've got our own CTO on staff, right? Jeremy Lehman. There is literally not another Jeremy in this entire country. Wow. So mobile technology, and he sells homes. So he's living and breathing real estate agent, uh-huh. but a total tech guru at the same time. Okay. So that is, that's what you get with us. So we, we hold these phones in our hands. He's holding up his iPhone. 5S. Hold it up daily, right? But we, we do everything on these phones. Yes, we do. So we could sign on them. We could email documents. We could drop documents from our transaction platform uh-huh. into an electronic signature platform and then share it all within a couple of clicks with everyone involved in the transaction. So the lender, escrow, title, the buyers, the sellers, everyone gets it and they get copies of it. I want you to help a- answer this question. You're a heavily regulated industry. Hmm. How did you bridge that need to be proving to people you're doing things right with your desire to use technology. Were there any issues there, or did technology make that easier for your firm? Oh, what's really interesting is, I kind of use this analogy, Silicon Valley has found real estate. And so there is an app for that in real estate. But what we've done is when you join our team or when you're experiencing us as a listing agent or a buyer's agent, our agents have about 15 apps that are on their iPad or on their iPhone Uh that we use in every transaction. So everything's kind of done for us, and it's in there, and that's what we use. So you've made investments in non-traditional areas that other real estate brokers, owners wouldn't have made, and this is delivering differentiation in the marketplace. Exactly. This is amazing. It's interesting. And we're going to get to your website here in a little bit because I encourage people to go out and check out some of your handiwork because it really is different. We're going to take a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, I've got a list of questions. We're going to get to a number of them, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any questions, don't uh, hesitate in sending them into our engineer. It's Paul Roberts today, and we can hopefully work them into the interview that I have planned. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors.
If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I want to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You downloaded over 12,000 shows over the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued support. All of our shows can be heard live here on community radio station octalkradio.net or they're rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, we're talking with Raj Kassar, who is the founder of the Boutique Real Estate Group. Talk to me about your guiding principle, Raj. That's a great question, Richard. Okay, well, I, I think it's a Stephen Coveyism, really. It's make and keep promises. So as salespeople who are doing a service for our clients, we want to over-promise the world. And you've heard this a million times, and yet most people under-deliver. But what's so great about what we've done is we're making promises and we're keeping them. If we're going to shoot the most amazing photos of your home, yes. and we're telling you that before you sign the agreement with us, we really are. <laughs> we're not showing up. The one time we don't use our iPhone <laughs> is to take photos of your home. That's the one time. We might use it to push it out to Instagram or Foursquare or Twitter or Facebook. Uh-huh. Yes. But the pictures that we take of your home are just Unbelievable. I mean, some of the most senior people of brokerages across the country have called and said, what are you doing with your photos? They look amazing. Okay. So we're making and keeping promises in marketing, in the way we do business, and ethically as well. Do you tell them when they call and ask what you're doing? We really don't. Okay. We just say we touch every single... The camera's got a chip in there that does things to the photo, and then we've got software that does things to the photo, and then our graphics guy does things to the photo. So yeah. we, we touch every single photo. It seems to me, Raj, that your vision of your business would be you couldn't just take a point and try to copy it. You know, okay, I like the way his pictures, so let's let's make really good pictures. I like the videos, or I like the way you're approaching it. it, it to me, it feels like if you don't, if you're not in it a hundred percent. Just picking off pieces of your strategy isn't going to make a big difference for a competitor or someone else in your space. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I mean, that, that's really fair. I mean, that's fair all the way across life. If you're not in it 100%, you're not going to do it. Right. So so we're all in every single age. I mean, the contract they signed with us is like 10 pages long. And it's telling them what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, and how that product's going to look. I mean, most brokerages don't do that. There's no line outside any real estate office anywhere in the world for agents to sign up. Right. But people are calling us wanting to sign up. But, you know, we say more. We say no to more people than we say yes to. So you must be having you must have to hire a specific type of agent. We're we're looking for the right agents. We're looking for um, forward thinking tech centric agents who are willing to put themselves out there on social and do everything they can to give our clients the best chance for success. And that's what we want to do. We had a, uh, a question come into our engineer what what is the average home price in Orange County now? The average home price in all of Orange County is yeah. six seven hundred thousand. Six seven hundred thousand. Like yeah, our, our average price point is about one and a half million. I was going to ask you then, mm-hmm. how does that relate to your space? Yeah, we we do everything. I mean, we we we've taken eighty thousand dollar condos 
There are $80,000 condos. Well, there used to be, right? Okay. Uh, but we take, you know, we just, we closed a deal this year in Shady Canyon in Irvine for $5 million. bucks. So, so we do it all. And that market disruption you talked about, right. once our sign goes up in that neighborhood, <laughs> on that street, oh, damn. at that home, people are like, oh, they, they're here now? Oh, my gosh. You know, but... But again, we have that camaraderie. We have that cooperation with our other agents uh-huh. where most agents who do a transaction with us actually are like very complimentary. They're like, that was the best transaction we've ever been a part of. How did you guys do that? Right. That's how we meet a lot of our and, agents. And I would think that would attract to your brand, like you said earlier, agents who know there's a different way to do it, maybe couldn't articulate it themselves, but they know it when they see it. And when they see what you're doing, they go, that's the way it should be done. That's probably why your phone's ringing so often, that, too, I would think. That's absolutely right. And that makes it great for recruiting the kind of people that you want in your team, right? right. Exactly. So it's all self-reinforcing, it, isn't it? It all goes together. But you got to have the vision in the beginning and stay true to it. Because I'm sure there were times, Raj, when life tested you a little bit in your vision when you could have blinked, and it doesn't sound like you blinked. Right. No, we didn't blink. I mean, I remember times when I'm looking at my phone, waiting for it to ring, and it wasn't ringing. You know, we just spent thousands of dollars on our marketing campaign, <laughs> yeah. and I'm thinking that thing is going to ring yeah. off the hook, and nothing. nothing. But you just got to stay focused, stay true to what you believe. Right. Because what I believe, I feel, works. And you can replicate it with other agents. So if you teach our agents how to do something in a particular hyper local neighborhood and you show them how to do that, you give them the tools to do that, right? They do it and they get calls. Right. So let's talk about your use of video. First of all, tell me about what was the inspiration behind using videos and how has that evolved in in the times you've been using and developing videos for your clients? Yeah, once again, um we're not a production company. We're a real estate company that just happens to sell and market at a level that outpaces really anyone in, a, in our community. Okay. That, that's kind of what we do. Our goal is service and to get the job done and give our clients the best chance of success. But video, video has been an amazing tool for us. So as everyone knows, Google is the biggest search engine in the entire world. They just happen to own the biggest video platform in the entire world called YouTube. Right. So YouTube speaks the same language as Google. When you're able to upload a video to YouTube, Google recognizes that and gives you immense search engine optimization or SEO. Mm -hmm. But my inspiration for video wasn't the Blair Witch Project. Let me walk through a house with my Mm -hmm. iPhone and take a video (laughs) and have people look at me, right? It was, again, that emotional connection that buyers have with a home. Can they see themselves bringing up their kids here? Could they have a pool party with their family and friends in the backyard? What's that all about? What is that story going to look like on social media now? It's going to look different on Facebook and Twitter than it is on Pinterest and Instagram. So how are you going to take that video? And really, it truly is our movies. So if you get a chance to watch our movies on our YouTube channel, please do. But they literally are movies. We're hiring actors, whether they're Two-legged humans or four-legged animals. We're jumping in helicopters, right? We're getting amazing cars. We have aerial quadcopters that can go up over homes to get that perfect aerial footage of that home. One of my most favorite ones we just did, we had a singer-songwriter. She played the entire way through the vo- the, the movie. It, it was awesome. We had all our kids and our agents and their spouses at the home. I mean, it's a great way to not only build teams, right. but create something that is truly amazing. And the result of that for that particular home was the highest close sale per square foot in that entire city for the entire year. I mean, you can't make that up. <laughs> you can't, but you'll be found out, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? I, and I got to say, I love the way you reframed. I made a note to myself here. You reframed my question to make sure that the community knows what your brand is about and what your business is about. And you brought us back to the fact that you're a real estate company delivering value for your clients, not a movie-making institution that's doing... Because the, the video you talk about, the movie that you talk about, it's like a music video. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's an amazing performer, mm-hmm. and it tells a story, doesn't it? It sure does. Do, it. do, do you tell a story in your movies? Then is that the goal? Th- that that really is the goal. And again, depending on the price point and the and where that home is, right? Um, the actors are coming in, or we're jumping in a helicopter, or getting the dogs, or whatever animals are involved in there. Right? The more people involved, obviously, the bigger production and scale and the organization. We call it storyboarding. So what's the story going to look like for this home, Uh on this street, in this neighborhood, in this city? Okay, and most agents... 
don't talk like that. That's not in their vocabulary. They're talking about beds and baths and square foot and crown molding and stainless steel appliances. Right. They're not talking about storyboarding a movie to push to social media because that's where the world is living now is on social media. Most people are seeing our listings on social versus the MLS. Are you kidding me? Could <laughs> anyone ever say that? I mean, they're seeing our stuff in a way that's not intrusive. Right. And people are liking our page daily, right? right. So it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's not anything that we would have dreamed of or thought this is where our business was going. Okay. But people are seeing our stuff socially before they're seeing it on the MLS. Wow. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking buying a home is, many, for many people, the largest single purchase they're going to make. And for families, it's it's a very important decision because you're raising your family in that home, in that neighborhood, in that community. There's a very strong emotional piece to the logic of buying it based on value and price per square foot. And you're really helping, I think, to expose the buyer then to the promise of the property based on the movies that you're making. Yeah, right? what, what, what's so amazing is that everyone involved in the transaction who is at a listing that we've shot a movie for has seen the movie, right? So escrow people, the title people, <laughs> the lenders, the appraiser. who He's like, oh, my gosh, I've been wanting to get this appraisal because I saw the movie and I just wanted to see the house in real life. Oh. I mean, everyone is emotionally involved in that, and that is what sets us apart. Beautiful. Okay, so I got a couple more questions. Um, tell me about your plans for growth and scaling the boutique real estate group, Raj. Okay, well, we just announced on December 1st the opening of our second office in coastal Orange County. So we are just ecstatic to open in Corona Del Mar, Good right on PCH, Southside PCH. January 1st, we get our keys. So it's going to take us a little bit of time to boutiqueify that space, okay. but we're super excited to be kind of with the big boys down in coastal Orange County. So that's step number one for us, for sure. Okay. Can you tell, talk about what else is in the future? Well, we've, we've got some offers from pretty much all over the country to kind of take what we've done and replicate it all over. Okay. So my heart is really on the beach. It always has been. So Corona Del Mar truly is a dream come true for us. But I could see us in, like, North San Diego. I could see us in Napa. I could see us kind of going there first into these areas um, where the price is a little bit higher, right. and it, it justifies our initial investment into that listing. Okay. Um, kind of a sidebar question, but being a disruptive force in your industry, what are you hearing back from industry leaders and titans, and what kind of response are you getting in interest? Or can you? I'm not asking for anything confidential, no. but just give us a sense for how you're being received within your community. I appreciate that. Well, just a couple months ago, we were selected as the 2013 Next Generation Brokerage across the country. So this is um, put on by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate and Thousand Watt Consulting. And every year they pick a brokerage that's performing at a level and pace that exceeds everyone in their competitive space. And we were chosen this year as the 2013 Next Generation Brokerage. So these are titans of the real estate industry who've looked at us and said, wow, these guys are doing stuff that you'd expect a brokerage that had 2,000 agents to be doing. Okay. Or they're in a big white glass building somewhere in, in Manhattan, right? right? And, and this is a group of 25 people who have a common belief and a mission that we really want to do things differently and we want to give our clients the best chance of success. But th this is not simply a uh, younger generation idea. It sounds like based on your target market, those homes, they could be populated by baby boomers. They could be populated by people in their 70s. I mean, my sense is what you're doing transcends any age group. They may be not digital natives, but when they see how easy you've made what you've done, that probably attracts a lot of different people who want to have listings with you and want to work with you as well. Yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, it, there is no age specific person that we go after. I mean, everyone, it, all this stuff, everyone's got a phone. I mean, people who are 80 or 90 have a phone. And when you show them that, hey, I'm going to send this counter offer to you, and I'm going to show you. I'm not just going to tell you, but I'm going to show you. Open it up in your email. Hit, yes, I will sign digitally. And then click it with your finger. And then that copy, we call it an executed copy. Uh -huh. Both parties have signed it. Gets emailed to them and to me. So they have copies of the entire transaction sent to them. Done. So... You show them that, they're going to be like, I can't believe 
got, my printer's out of ink. I have no paper. <laughs> do, do you even have a fax machine? And then, you know, our contracts Sorry. are like 50, 60 pages long. And the, where do I sign? Where do I sign? Yeah. It got stuck in this. And oh my gosh. So now we're not fax machine repair people. Yeah. Right? Right. We're showing people how to do business today. Right. And that's how people are doing it. Wow, this is fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Do you see this type of disruption in other industries have you looked outside your industry you know what we, we've seen it a little bit happening across but again we're dealing with people in orange county with a lot of net worth so we see doctors and lawyers and business owners and all this and they see what we're doing and the first question is like how can i do that in my business right yeah i'm in the hospital doing rounds how can i sign off on this chart electronically like you did for me. Right. And I just bought a $5 million home, but I can't sign off on an x-ray that was like $45. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> right. Like, people don't get it, but they see what we're doing, and it's possible. I mean, some of these companies we use don't just do real estate. They do other things. Okay. So okay. it's definitely possible. Great. So tell us your website for those people that are dying to log on and just let them know how they can find your content. There we go. You could connect with us and then every avenue that we're on by going to our website at the Boutique. RE.com. So T H E B O U T I Q U E R E.com. And on there, you can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. You could meet all of our agents. You could see the photos that we're taking. You could check out the videos and the movies that we're shooting under real estate marketing. If you just click that tab, you'll see our videos, these 360 HD V tours that are absolutely amazing. We create websites for every single listing. Okay. So, so you have microsites for every so microsites for every listing that are now hosted on our main website. No client left behind. So you're selling a $200,000 home. Right. You're selling a $20 million home on the bluffs of Newport beach. We will give you that service. That's just what we do. This has been a great interview. You're a wonderful guest. Thanks for bringing your passion and your energy and your thinking to our show and helping our audience learn a little bit more about your vision for your company. Thanks for being a friend of the program. Welcome to our community. Thank you so much. It's been enjoyable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank our engineer today, Paul Roberts, our producer, Rachel Francie, who is in her last week of being our producer. We're going to be announcing a new producer next week. Rachel, you've done a great job. Thank you for all your help. You will be missed, but I'm excited about our new producer who will be coming on next for next week's shows. I'd also like to thank Kathleen Shepard, who is our guest coordinator, and Kelly Faltis, our marketing coordinator manager. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show right here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.